I'm your host, Rufi Castro, and welcome to the Epicenter Fresno podcast. Welcome. I'm your host, Rufi Castro. The title of the message that was preached on uh, January 15th uh, was entitled, Heed the Call. Now, you will notice that the previous episode was also preached, uh, originally preached on January 15th, and that's because uh, there were two preachings on this particular day. The episode that you uh, heard last week, that was released last week, that was actually preached at, uh, at Epicenter Apostolic Church. And this one, uh, Heat of the Call, was preached on January 15th, but this was preached in the afternoon service. I had the privilege and the honor to preach at Mount Olivet uh, Apostolic Fellowship. Now, this particular preaching uh, you won't find on the Epicenter, uh, either the Facebook page or uh, the Epicenter website. Um, You will find it uh, on the Mount Olivet Facebook page and on their Instagram as well. So if you're not following Mount Olivet, they are a wonderful church here in the city of Fresno, uh, pastored by Pastor uh, Alvarez and First Lady Alvarez. Um, So uh, go back. I encourage you, uh, follow them on Instagram if you're not following them. Uh, January 15th was when this was preached, and you'll be able to hear the complete message. Amen. So let's let's go ahead and jump right into this. Um, this particular uh, message, we're coming out of the book of 1 Samuel uh, chapter 16. Uh, so we want to talk a little bit about uh, heeding the call. We did uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16, 1 through 5, and then we jumped all the way to verse number 10 and went... We went from verse 10 to verse 13. So there's two um, ideas, if you will, when it comes to this story. The first one is, uh, it starts off with uh, the Lord speaking to the prophet Samuel. Uh, To give you just a bit of background, um, King Saul has sinned against the Lord to the point that the Lord has taken uh, the kingdom away from King Saul. Not only has he taken the kingdom away from King Saul, he's also taken away his spirit, the the Lord's spirit from King Saul. So the prophet Samuel now is tasked with going to Bethlehem and anointing a new king. The story takes us to Bethlehem and it takes us to Jesse's home. Um, He is actually David's father. The prophet Samuel shows up into uh, the town, and the first thing that happens is that the town starts freaking out a little bit. And um, and again, I encourage you to go and listen to the complete message. It'll help you understand why the town was freaking out. But they're they're freaking out a little bit, and uh, Samuel, you know, lets them know I'm on my way to Jesse's house. I'm on my way to to sacrifice. Now, remember, sacrificing is how the Lord was worshipped in uh, in the Old Testament. Uh, he would sacrifice uh, an, an animal, had to be a clean animal, according to the book of Leviticus. So he makes it to Jesse's house, and uh, obviously David's not there. David is out in the field, uh, and David is uh, the youngest of Jesse's sons. When we talk about this, we talk about just how Jesse's family was so dysfunctional that when the prophet Samuel comes and he asks Jesse, says, you know, I'm here, I want to see your sons, Jesse doesn't let Samuel know that David isn't there. 
In fact, nobody lets the the prophet Samuel know that David's not there, that there's this other son that's out in the fields with uh, the sheep. So when you look at it, uh, David's being despised. Now, this does uh, a lot for us when we think about being despised, especially by family members. Um, it, it does hit us and emotionally and psychologically, it does do something to us. It, it is hard when we're despised by people, uh, people we don't know or we lose friends. It is a completely different story when we're despised by, by our own family members. So when we're despised by our family members, um, it, it really cuts deep and we tend to uh, obviously separate ourselves and involve ourselves with something else. Because we are we are lacking that love. That's why in today's society, you'll have a lot of people that will look for love in all the wrong places. Uh, they'll look for dr- uh, drugs, uh, alcohol, uh, prostitution, uh, joining a gang, uh, entering into some sort of relationship, trying to find love, trying to find, trying to be accepted. And it's all because there's something that's lacking. The Bible lets us know that as uh, Samuel's looking at uh, at Jesse's sons, uh, the Lord let Samuel know, none of these are the ones that I want to anoint as king. It doesn't mean that Jesse's sons, you know, were wimpy or anything like that. They were strong men. In fact, the Bible describes them as 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 strong, goodly men. The problem is that we only see the outside. We don't see what's happening on the inside. God sees the inside. God's the one that's able to understand the thoughts of our of our heart, in fact. He knows all, all of that. So many times when we are being despised, sometimes we're being despised because of the way we look. Maybe there's um, imperfections that we have. We're not as handsome as we're supposed to be or as cute as we're supposed to be. And that's what causes people to despise us. They don't see our hearts, right? They don't see what's inside of us. They don't see um, God moving inside of us and doing things. They, and the reason why is because uh, because you're not given that opportunity, because you're being judged, right? You know how there's that saying, never judge a book by its cover. Well, many times we do that, and many times we are judged that way too. And because of our shortcomings, uh, we get overlooked, so with David, David got overlooked. David, um, in fact, was out there and the prophet Samuel asked Jesse, do you not have any other sons? Is there anybody else here? Uh, because the Lord sent me to, to, to speak to your sons. We see that Jesse says, yes, well, there's one more. I have one more son. Uh, he's the youngest, uh, but he's, he's out in the fields. He's out there taking care of the sheep. So I want to pause right there and think about that because the prophet showing up to Jesse's house is such an important event that you would have thought that Jesse would have called David and called all his sons, had everybody take a shower because the prophet of the Lord is showing up. It was very rare in those days when the prophet of the Lord would show up to your home. In fact, it would be a time of celebration if the prophet of the Lord showed up to your house. You would want your family there. You would want your uncles and aunts there. You would want your mom and dad there. It it would be a very joyous event. By David not being informed by his father that the prophet was there lets you know just how dysfunctional this family is. 
So he gets anointed in front of his brothers, and you would think logically that his brothers would understand that their little brother David has just been anointed king of Israel. You would have thought that they would treat him a little different. You would have thought that at least the respect level would, would, there would be more respect. But in fact, when we continue reading, we realize that the brothers never changed. How do we know that? Well, we know this because when we continue reading, we read about Goliath, the very famous story about David and Goliath. Well, the Bible says that Jesse sent David to go take some food uh, to his brothers and to find out just to make sure, uh, you know, everybody was okay. His brothers were doing okay. When David shows up to take the food to his brothers, the way he is greeted by his brothers help you to understand that they could care less that David had been anointed king over Israel. They didn't care. So when we read that, we also understand that they're despising the anointing that the Lord placed upon David. Now, let me go back because I said that I didn't want to lose my thought process. So that's why I I said that right now. But I want to go back because I love the way that God resolves this story. God could have picked any way, any number of ways to anoint David. He could have had them bring chariots. He could have had them um, blow the trumpets. He could have had this big hoorah happening when David was anointed. God didn't do that. In fact, David shows up to his father's house. David is dirty because he's out there in the fields with the sheep. David smells like sheep. And this is how David shows up to his father's house. Now understand what David was doing out there in the field. It's called ministry. David was ministering. David was taking care of the sheep. David was feeding the sheep. David was protecting the sheep. David is doing everything that he's supposed to do. So he shows up to his father's house, and what's actually following David is ministry, the smell of ministry. Now, let me pause right here. I'm not saying that ministry smells dirty, because I just said that David was dirty, right? He was out in the field. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that David, being a servant of God, without having the crown, without having anything like that, the smell of ministry followed David. So with that being said, David shows up to his father's house. David does not have an opportunity to take a bath or to take a shower. David does not have an opportunity to anoint himself with oil. David has doesn't have an opportunity to put on some cologne. The way David walks in, ministry or, or what David was doing, if you will, followed him. It came with him, right? Ministry came with him. So this is why I say I love the way God resolves the issue that's happening in this family, because the Bible lets us know that right there in the midst of his brothers, right there in front of his father, right there in front of the people that despise David to the point that they wouldn't even tell Samuel, we're missing a brother, right? Where I'm, I'm missing one of my sons, right there in front of the people that despise them. The Bible says that Samuel anoints David king of Israel. 
And this is the beauty of it because this is, this is how God does things. Many times you are looked down upon because you are a child of God. You're looked down because maybe you don't look uh, a certain way. Maybe your ethnicity is different than other people. Uh, but for sure, you're looked down because you don't do the things of the world. You are looked down upon because you stand up for Jesus Christ. So what God will do many times, he won't take you out of the situation that you're in. And I know that situation is hard. I know it's difficult. I know it's stressful. We wish that God would take us out of the situation so we can move forward in the things that God has called us to do. God has other plans, though. Instead of taking you out of the situation that you're in, what God wants to do, he wants to anoint you right there in the midst of the people that counted you out. God wants to anoint you right there in the midst of your haters. God wants to anoint you right there in the middle of the people that stated that you weren't going to be able to accomplish anything in life. That's what God wants to do. Now, here's the thing. The reason why this message was entitled Heed the Call was because you have a calling on your life. You have ministry that God has placed inside of you. For this portion of David's life, his ministry, believe it or not, was to take care of sheep. David could have been disobedient. David could have said, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be out there in the fields. I'm not going to be risking my life to protect the sheep. Uh, David could have done that, but David didn't. In fact, David was obedient. So when you and I are obedient to the calling in our life, we have to understand that God notices and God will bless in due season. Now, the calling that you carry may not be exactly what you like right now. The calling that you carry may not be something that you fully understand right now. But in due time, you will realize that being faithful to the calling that's in your life right now, it's preparing you to propel you to the heights that God wants you to be in. It's propelling you to live the victorious life that God has called you to live. So I encourage you, heed the call. Stay where God wants you to stay. If God wants you to move, move to where God wants you to move. By being obedient, you are opening up the doors and the windows of heaven so that the promises of God can overflow you in a way that you've never imagined was possible. Don't forget to check out our website at epicenterfresno.com, where you will find links to our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and our Instagram.